0: Besties? Yeah, Besties. One, two, three. I don't know shit about fuck. I like sucking. Come on, man.
1: Legit bat podcast. He is a legit bat. Uh, uh. Welcome to Costco. I love you.
2: Oh, fuck, say it! Welcome back to Legit bad we have Chaz of the Dead, ch- Chaz of the Dead, and Ron from New England on. You can follow them at Chaz of the Dead on Instagram or Chaz of the, the-, the-, the- Dead Sorry, I'm fucking working on. Ch- My co-hosts are giving me looks.
0: <laughs> You're like I'm working on shit, like with <laughs> it's your a mouth. With, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You working on your. I'm words working or? on the brain
2: to mouth connection right now. <laughs>
0: okay. Nonsense. And
2: Ron at Ron from New England or at Middle Age Adventure. Um, I think that's about it for intros. We're going to talk about hollow earth tonight. Uh, it's something I'm not really that familiar with. I've heard stories of people could. apparently going up the earth's anus into the hollow earth. I don't think it really jives with flat earth, but we'll find out what, uh, <laughs> How Chaz we? thinks of that. I don't know. Maybe,
0: Maybe, Maybe it's really, really thick flat. <laughs> yeah.
3: Us Hollow Earthers definitely beef with the, the Flat Earthers. Those people are Jesus nuts. They got no no room in the conversation. on the actual Earth's shape, uh, concave Earth theory, that's kind of in the middle. We can talk with those people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all the Flat Earth people, you've been fooled by a Discordian black magic front. Um, it's not your fault. Uh, you got played. But is
2: the only reason flat earthers are like inherently Christian is because of the firmament idea,
3: or yeah, why else? It's just kind of weaved into the whole thing. And, and the origins of the, the flat earth is based in this kind of mockery of the scientific method and the system. And at a time that was you know just meant to improve the scientific method, it was like a thought experiment, uh, and it kind of got out of hand because the bible got behind it uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today <laughs> we're doing the hollow earth which is absolutely true um, not that there's a big atmosphere at the center of the earth uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't you know that whole movie not, is not what we're talking about uh, <laughs> but the idea that there are giant empty caverns inside the earth um, 100% true underground cities in Turkey uh, go to Kansas, there's the longest cave in the world. It's 400 and something miles. Uh, it's They're all over the place. Empty, hollow spaces. And the idea that these spaces are filled with some kind of entities. And in some ideas that's you know just military bases where they're hiding UFOs. In others it's the idea of reptilian Aliens, the, the Daros, these kind of all evil entities that exist in some people's stories. They exist physically. Some people, they're astral beings, but they, they occupy the center of the earth. And these kind of stories all circulate around these, this idea of a, a hollow earth, that there's these cities and societies beneath our feet that we are, are not privy to
2: okay so we're not talking a basketball hollow just like cavernous like an anthill
3: yeah so I, I believe there's probably there are theories out there some of the more extreme ones where it is you know like a basketball and there's this huge empty space um, a lot of this traces those legends trace more to the uh, these polar expeditions Um there was the one pilot who flew to the North Pole, and um, forgive me, I'm forgetting his name. But oh, uh, was it Admiral Storm... Byrd? Yes. Okay, yes, that's the that only thing
2: him. I know about Hollow Earth is that dude, and it's go. a really contested Perfect. story.
3: That was, was the though. one <laughs> thing I forgot, so <laughs> we got it. Um, he flew to the North Pole, and the his he flew back, and he said there was a bunch of ice. Uh, but years later, a no book shit. was published, and it was claimed that it was the secret journal. Um, and he was dead at this point, so there was never really any confirmation uh, on that. But this secret journal said that he flew into the earth. Uh, he in- flew and encountered flying saucers that kind of forced his craft to land. And he met a bunch of tall, blonde people... Uh, who were, you know, very peaceful, radiated peace, but they had swastikas. They were kind of like these Nazis from the center of the earth. Um, the true and... aliens.
1: That checks out. <laughs> Which actually goes yeah. right along with the movies, Nazis in the center of the earth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you go back to the, there's one account, the um, uh, a fiction book from the 1800s, the Vril's um, something Vril, And it was the basis for this kind of legend in the fool society that kind of eventually snowballed into what was the Aryan myth in um, Nazi Germany. So Nazi Germany actually does have this kind of hollow earth origin and it's weird that after it's collapse, it loops back into the kind of rebirth of this hollow earth uh, belief. Uh, but again that book's highly suspect when you read it it reads as if he's writing it while he's flying the plane he's yeah. like now i'm <laughs> now there's a flying saucer pulling up to the left of me i'm going 30 knots and uh, it's it's starting to hit me with the beam uh, i'm writing this as the they walk upon me right now it's just this weird cadence that's super unrealistic it is a really uh, great kind of story
2: a, but it's pretty unbelievable
3: Yeah, it's a weird account. Um, Of course, you also have the same kind of account, though, from the South Pole, uh, again centered around Nazis, that there is some kind of base buried beneath the South Pole. And again, this isn't quite the Jules Verne hollow center of the Earth. This one's more of an underground, under-Antarctica little bubble. It's not necessarily the whole Earth. It's just in this Antarctica space. There's this secret Nazi base and they sent um, Operation, uh, I believe it was High Jump, that was went down to Antarctica with an aircraft carrier and a lot of ships, and it was supposed to be a mapping expedition or scientific expedition. But the theory is that they were trying to eliminate these um, surviving Nazi encampments that were hidden underneath the ice. Uh, again, a cool story. Like, I want to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but the... The evidence is, is kind of slim. I mean, that was a real military operation and they did bring a lot of, you know, heavy, heavy hardware. But it was right after World War II, so that's just kind of the hardware they had. Um, it, it's not necessarily super odd. Uh, and this, again, the the Nazi base that they, they were looking for, uh, if you read my book, Paranormal Expeditions mm. Friendship. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> if you
3: read the, there, I... Uh, you know, definitely think there's a possibility that base was located somewhere uh, in South America, um, in that kind of area. So, you know, the Nazi base, though being in under the ground, is a a common appearance that that happened in uh, the 1950s and and shortly after the war. Um, but the Hollow Earth narrative in the United States started a little right around the of the uh, Nazi empire. And it kind of started independently uh, in a weird way. So there had been novels, various novels from the 1800s and a few in the early 1900s about, you know, people going inside the earth and going on crazy adventures. Um, But the first one to kind of be reported as true as this is something that happened to me was by a man named um dick shaver <laughs> what hilarious name uh that is a really richard shaver name. uh some people call him richard shaver but from what like i read in the the original magazines and stuff it was always dick shaver <laughs> you have
2: to if your name's richard and the last name is shaver you have to go yeah, you with can't dick shaver. hide behind
0: your uh, name yeah. you gotta just own it <laughs> my name's dick shaver that's fucking it
3: um And he uh, wrote a letter to a magazine called Amazing Stories. Um, And the editor-in-chief at the time was a man named uh, Ray Palmer. And Ray Palmer, uh, he saw this manuscript, which was kind of, it was 10,000 words, and it was a rambling manuscript um, about how this guy had discovered a proto-language that was the root of all languages, and that he got it because he had a psychic connection um, that he established while he was welding at work he, with the <laughs> underground beings. Though, this is where it came from. He said it was from these, these hollow spaces beneath the earth, and that there were uh, two species living beneath the earth, the tarot with a T and the darrow with a D, um, tarot not very these creative. Benevolent, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a pretty lazy story in some aspects. Um, so these tarot were supposed to be the good entities. And from his stories, it doesn't really seem like they have much of a presence at all anymore. Um, the darrow are these robotic entities. And he says that not necessarily as robots, like they move like robots, but they, they think robotically like a reptilian kind of way. It's kind of the root in many ways of this reptilian kind of uh, mythology. They're very much similar in how they're described, um, you know, demons and these things. And he claims that they're um, the, the entities that were left over from uh, the aliens who seeded life on earth and that they're hidden within um, the, the earth. And Palmer got this crazy rambling script and he tripled it. He added 21,000 words to it to make it into a narrative, to flow it into a story, and he published it in his magazine. Um, You know, he paid the guy like a couple hundred bucks for it and boom. And that story in that ma- it blew up it took the the magazine from about 120,000 readers to 190,000 readers almost you know it got them 50,000 new readers after the story published that's and almost viral by today's letters. standards <laughs> <laughs> well it's you know it's kind of small compared to to what we talk about in movies and things these days but for this weird you know, niche conspiracy world that existed pretty much solely through magazines. This was a pretty big boom. Um, And they started getting letters saying, hey, I experienced this too. Like this shaver guy, he's onto something because I've gone through this. And again, a lot of these stories, they they come off as paranoid, schizophrenic rambling. And even at the time, people dismissed them at, as those. Uh, but there were these weird synchronicities that kind of popped up with, you know, legitimate phenomenon at the time. In fact, the, the Shaver mystery predicted flying saucers before uh, any of the other Kenneth Arnold sightings or Betty and Barney Hill sightings. The Shaver mystery predicted it said wow. several years before any of those that the creatures, the Daros inside the earth were using these saucer-shaped craft with these circular wings is what they described it as that would you know, fly around the earth and they would take humans from the earth, abduct them and take them beneath the earth for horrible experience, experiments, lots of torture and weird sex stuff. Um, these stories were kind of raunchy in a weird way. And again, each time Uh, shaver sent one of these stories he said this is true this is what i've experienced this is what's happened to me he said he was taken captive by them um and palmer would get these but he would embellish them and he openly admitted that he would embellish these stories to make them you know more interesting to make people want to buy them and read them more so there's this weird blurring between the line of, of truth and fiction and every point you interact with these hollow earth uh stories and theories it's always has that kind of blur between fiction and reality and you go back to some of the older books and they still have this kind of mythology where these occult thinkers are like no that's a true story that that's not a novel he published it and he said it was a novel but this is actually a real story about going to the the hollow earth We gotta imagine uh, that that happens
2: a lot with everything Mm -hmm. it seems like at least so why not hollow earth too yeah it's a
3: compounding thing but but shaver's mythology really kind of started it here in in the u.s and it kind of picked up in a, a broader audience later on um this kind of really paranoid darker belief in this this hollow earth you know this kind of caverns that are filled with with aliens with malicious intent
2: yeah. interesting well ron from new england just joined us what's up buddy hey guys can you hear me okay yes yeah. sir
1: yes sir
4: okay because we uh, we were actually meeting buckley's here if you want to reach in and say hello this is my co-host buckley
1: how's it
3: going Hi. hey man how you doing hello so we,
4: we've we been working for a few hours trying to get all of our sound ready and we did a trailer tonight so we're going to get that out as soon as we can you're speaking so, you know, of your uh wicked, wicked the wicked planet is coming
2: Yes, finally. Right it's been, it's on. been in talks for like six months. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know. Well, I've had a busy life. You guys don't even want to know what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, you but look yeah, cold.
2: So, uh, we're,
4: we're doing it a little bit different tonight, using different mics and stuff, so hopefully you can hear me okay.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it sounds good. But I'm yeah, here. Sure.
4: I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late, but I'm here. I'm ready to talk about the Hollow Earth. And it sounds like Chaz is already on his way.
2: Yeah, he's g- given us a little bit of a background. What are you... Uh, what got you into this? Because I know you mentioned it a couple months ago, and then Chaz posted about it, and we we're like, "Oh, we got to do this episode." So, what got you into the Hollow Earth? Like, what was there a particular story or?
4: Well, well, I think with me at first it was uh, uh, the whole Operation High Jump that Admiral Byrd did uh, right after World War II. That that because you know everybody that's heard Ron from New England knows I'm a big Nazi guy, right? Uh, historically, I like to. Uh, I'm not a big Nazi. Let's Thanks for Nazi qualifying
2: guy.
4: that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah someone. So sorry, that I don't mean to scare lit. anybody.
2: <laughs> I'll
4: hide my Trump hat. But anyways, uh, but no, uh no. So that that really interests me because Admiral Byrd. That I started looking into him. Uh, okay, so we won't get that far ahead. So Operation High Jump was when they in sent all this equipment and all this military hardware down to Antarctica um, and they were encountered and allegedly got into a battle with flying saucers
2: yeah uh, and, Ch- Chaz and, kind of went into that a little bit um, oh, okay did have you read the whole story or listened to at least an account of that whole story?
4: Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Admiral Byrd said, you know, basically we got to get out of here. There's no way we get, there's no way we could take these people on. I mean, they're, they're really handing our asses to us, you know? So, uh, and that was the whole thing that interests me because, you know, getting back to my research about the Nazis, which we've talked a lot about on other shows and with Ryan and Brandon is that, uh, you know, there was allegedly, uh, underground Nazi bases in Antarctica and, uh, and, and is actually supposed to be a, a uh, like the South Pole is not supposed to exist. Neither is the North Pole, which we'll get into as, as the as the show goes. But uh, how there's an entrance in the South Pole where these alien beings, you know, come in and out and with their flying saucers. And, uh, and they even talked that somebody's flying saucers had swastikas on them. So, I mean, you know, we, we know from other conspiracies and other stories that, you know, the Nazis said that they had help from others. With their technology, because you know their technology was way above, way above everybody else's. And like I said before, it's really amazing that they actually lost the war. But but as you start they did. Uh, learning more about Antarctica, yeah, and that goes back to the bees, right? Right? Yeah. So the show that uh Chaz and I were on Dangerous World the other night talking about the bees, and uh, Chaz and I are going to do a show about that too. But anyways, uh so so there's a lot of mysteries surrounding Antarctica. Right. So so without even talking about the North Pole, I mean, the South Pole is where where all the questions are, because why is there this Antarctic Treaty? Nobody can claim Antarctica in sections of Antarctica that you can't go there. You are prohibited to go there. You cannot go there. And there was an encounter that uh, Linda Moulton Howell talked about on her show. And she's really smart lady. She's been in the game a long time. And she was talking to these pilots that were sent out to pick somebody up. I don't know if they were picking up equipment or dropping off equipment or they picked up somebody that was sick in anyways, And they were flying back and they're like, well, we don't understand why they want us to fly this flight pattern. Uh, it'd be a lot quicker just to go straight. Well, they did that against orders and they witnessed a huge opening in the ground in Antarctica. And that's the theory that that's the opening to the Hollow Earth, uh, because they really got into a lot of trouble when they got back, and uh, and uh, she actually interviewed either a relative of the pilot or the actual pilot uh, that did that. But but so 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 Admiral Byrd was uh, you know Rear Admiral Bird uh, was part of the uh, Operation High Jump. Well, where the story goes is he was flying. Uh, To the North Pole. And he has uh, he had already gone like 1700 miles. He's like, wow, we we would have been past the North Pole at this point. And, uh, and I don't know if the listeners have ever heard his account uh, that well, it was in his alleged diary right this account was that uh, yeah we don't know if we talked
3: about this a little bit earlier oh you did okay so where he (laughs) flew i was gonna
0: let him go and we just have two versions
4: (laughs) well
3: well, okay so so from what i've understood
4: and i mean it's been a while since i listened to the account but it was so interesting that it just sticks in your mind how he's flying in and he's flying over frozen tundra and ice and all this and you know the north pole is not supposed to be any land and it's all supposed to be ocean that's just froze over Right, where the South Pole is actually in Antarctica which is a, a continent, right? So allegedly there's no land to the North Pole. Where well, he flew in, now he's flying over lush green areas. He's seeing animals, allegedly saw a mammoth. And then all of a sudden, his plane gets gets taken control of by other beings and other flying apparatus. You know, if they were flying saucers or whatever, and they... Kind of took control of his plane and they basically said hey just hang back we're gonna bring you in like a tractor beam type of deal they bring him in and then he goes and he talks to this supreme being that's in the hollow earth and how this being told him hey listen you guys are messing things up you know obviously we're paraphrasing right but but he says you guys are messing things up we don't like the whole nuclear weapon thing because this was after you know after world war ii when they uh dropped the uh atomic bombs on uh Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Anyways, it, it basically sent uh, Admiral Byrd back to his superiors to say, "Listen, this is what we want you to tell these guys. You know, tell your leaders. You know, they're going to cut this stuff out." And, uh, and and that and what part of that is 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 interesting to me is the accounts about the UFOs flying over our, our missile sites and shutting our missile systems down. I mean, that's all tied in.
2: Yeah, right. there's it a lot of accounts in it. Kinda right?
4: like, like a kind of like a floating EMP. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Ben. What they did was uh, they just turned them off. They just they just all they turned all the weapon systems, they all went dead. Uh, you know, just for a matter of time. And then and then of course this all coincides with people on the ground seeing these flying discs flying over, you know, UFOs. And then when they took off, well, then everything came back up and running again. Which is, I mean, that's kind of a scary thought. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good way to start off a nuclear war, right? But but I mean, it's just all interesting. The whole Hollow Earth thing is is really interesting. That goes back. Uh, I mean, I was reading accounts. Uh, this Hollow Earth thing is not a new thing. I mean, this is not something like even in the last hundred years. I mean, this this uh, stories about it, that, that theory, it goes back to the 1600s, which I was actually very really shocked about.
2: So what do you uh, think? What know. do you think the uh, the Hollow Earth would look like? I asked Chaz already, but do you think it's like a basketball style, where there's this huge opening, or is it more ca- cavernous, like a like an ant hill with all these caves think, and shit?
4: I think, from what I've been reading, it's multi levels, like like it's multi levels with multi cities. Uh, you know, I don't think you just fly into the Earth and it's like the inside of a ball. No, I don't. So it's think like
2: that. a <laughs> so it's like a gobstopper, like a what? Like a gobstopper with like air like a in between. Swiss
4: cheese. Oh, yeah. there you go yeah it could be like that because they're saying there's multiple civilizations down there and, and the only thing like like the accounts that i've been that i've been reading and researching uh if anybody's watched the movie avatar oh, yeah. it sounds it sounds to me like that's what the hollow inside the hollow earth looks like it's it's uh it's tropical it's warm there's uh strange beings there uh and there's even i read stories where there was uh uh Descendants of Nazi people that escaped and went to Hollow Earth.
2: So how do you uh, li- how do you live under there though? If i'm mean, cavernous or not, without sunlight or you know? Well, they some have kind they of- have
4: suns. They have they have light sources. They don't really explain what they are, uh, but the, there's light sources down there. I mean, you could get all, give anything to give off a UV light, and it's going to do the same thing the sun does, right? They
2: just have LED lamps down there. I bet no. I bet <laughs> their
0: skin adapts. People are adaptable. Yeah. They start turning well, all white. They go blind because they don't say, need it. Their senses get heightened. Yeah, senses but that's <laughs> the floor, Allegedly, you can see
4: down there. So what it is, it's, it's some type of artificial sun or maybe some anomalous thing down there that's like a sun because you need sun for photosynthesis for plants to grow. Yeah, and, for it to be tropical. Saying, and they're saying they got plants, they got food, they got everything they need down there. And, oh. of course, you know, we have the theory and the Hopi Indians believed in that also, you know, the ant people. Oh, so, yeah. I, so I think so. I think there's more than one species of whatever. You know, I mean, we can call them humans, or probably some of them are not that are living in the hollow earth.
2: See, I, it you makes know? a lot more sense to me. I actually like that theory better than aliens coming from other planets. It actually makes more sense that they come from inside the earth.
4: Well, that's a right? huge theory that a lot of people are exploring now. That uh, yeah. that aliens are not actually extraterrestrial; they're terrestrial. They're just they're just from the Hollow Earth or or from parallel universes or whatever. Well, that makes a whole lot subject. more sense.
1: Uh, they're still finding creatures from farther down in the ocean that we have never seen before. Occasionally, come up and they're like, "What the fuck is that?"
0: I was just gonna say like, that, that yeah. there's oh, yeah. no reason to not believe that there's creatures in space, creatures I, in the Earth, there's creatures in the ocean. We've there's definitely
2: alien animal life. Now, so. I,
1: I did have yeah. a question about how this could get mapped out because in my head, I'm trying to visualize it. Um, not a nucleus, but, like, you know those drawings where, like, there's the little points and then they all go different connected like that? Is that kind of, like, one of the theories where if you wanted to, you could go to different spots around the world all using an interconnected um, underneath, kind yes. of like a nucleus cool. is what yes. I was thinking of?
2: Chaz, Chaz, you look excited about that <laughs> yeah. question. So, yes, yeah, sure.
3: so I, I did kind of want to jump on this because I had a... a, a, a Thought earlier because um, a lot of times when people talk about the hollow earth, um, there's this you know it's the north pole and the south pole. You hear these two things, and I, again that plays back to this thing I mentioned earlier that happens every time with the hollow earth stories, where it sits on this edge of fiction and reality. Uh, the Admiral Byrd journal, again published after his death, no one's really sure if it's real or not. Uh, the putting it in Antarctica in, in the North Pole, it's kind of like a, yeah, go, go and check it. It's a challenge to the, the readers. But if you uh, get deep into the hollow earth uh, literature, um, you might find that there's a uh, hollow earth entrance in your backyard because there are all over the earth. Um, just some for, for North America, uh, there's the mammoth caves in Kentucky, um, Brown Mountain in North Carolina, uh, there's Mount Shasta in California. I've been to all three of these places. Uh, <laughs> uh, Big Bend Park in Texas supposedly has a couple entrances. Um, superstition mountains in Arizona. They, they say those, uh, you can- So get Chaz, the I earth. have a
4: theory on that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have a theory on that. Remember we touched briefly on the national parks and the connection with the national parks with underground bases. Well I think the national parks were made national parks to limit how many people could be there and people couldn't build on top of it because I think there's entrances to the hollow earth in most of the Ooh. national parks.
1: Boy, I like that. That theory. actually makes a really good yeah.
3: point. That would yeah. that would yeah. tie I mean, in so with 411 too. Yeah, which that would be the popular is, theory. Is experiences. Yeah. There yeah. is a counter theory from, mm. from science that is kind of rational to be devil's advocate.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that says
3: fine. That because of those massive caverns, that it's actually just kind of impossible to build modern buildings and things on them. Um, so you kind of just have to make them. Ma- There's not really any other options of what to do with those spaces other than make them national parks. Now, of course, that doesn't apply for for every location. Um, Brown Mountain uh, is is. There's several towns around there and, and things like that. Um, and again, going south, um, the the mountains around Mexico City, there's a few volcanoes as well, uh, hollow earth entrances. Uh, Peru, um, Ecuador, and southern Ecuador, there's supposed entrances. Uh, southern Brazil, near the uh, Aguiza Falls, I believe. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I don't, I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's some down there. There's ones in the Amazon, um, like right center of the, the continent, um, up and down the Andes Mountains, there's entrances uh, across the continent. Turkey, those underground cities, are also said to somehow, through secret passages, connect to the hollow earth. Okay, Tibet, but, China. Okay, so I was, all right, so Chaz, I was just going to bring up the mother of
4: all holiest of holies, right? Mm. Uh, <clears throat> the hollow earth, thing is something that the tibetan buddhists believe in mm-hmm. right and they say and i want and i'm not absolutely sure but i believe that their entrance to their everybody's heard of the city of shambhala mm-hmm. which which the this the the hollow earth is called is it called agartha yep is there's one of the well, words there's
3: several There's several in uh, shambhala names,
4: right. in shambhala is their city in agartha in that the entrance to Shambhala, which was supposed to be this mythical city, right, uh, is located in. I want. I can't. I don't know if it's in Lhasa or if it's underneath this big, huge. Because you know, I'm kind of mixed up with the whole thing with the with the Buddhism and Tibet and how China, mm-hmm. you know, took Tibet, Tibet over and just kind of got all the Buddhists out of there. And actually, to this day, they're. They're still over there, killing Buddhists, but uh, but the, but there's an entrance to Shambhala, the Hall of Earth, in Tibet, and it's guarded by these by the monks, right? These monks, the martial arts mm-hmm. expert monks, or whatever. So so I think uh, Shambhala is is one of the big ones, and then and then the theory too. Uh, and I'm not sure where this would be, but you know, was it De Soto that was looking for El Dorado?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, actually, go- yeah.
3: So here in Sarasota is named after his daughter. Um, But yeah, he was looking at the Fountain of Youth. Um, There's um, uh, Jack uh, Parsi, Piercy, who went missing in the Amazon. Some people think he was eaten by cannibals. Some people think he found the hollow earth. Uh, The the legends go on and on, and there's on every continent. um, They're on, you know, every area. There's areas in Russia. Anywhere where there's kind of lots of caves and uh mines, you find these legends and these, these mythologies formed around them that all kind of ring true. They're all, for whatever reason, connected to the UFO phenomenon, they're all connected to um Bigfoot and goblin and elf and fey folk type creatures who leave footprints and marks and um, you know, who and most legends who take children or spirit away people um you know these things pop up again and again and uh, giants and around these and giants yeah
4: right they All talk about things. giants i mean even the giants at the uh, uh american troops encountered in afghanistan i mean that's a pretty remote area i mean there's probably entrances to the hollow earth there and i agree 100 with you Shaz. i think there's entrances literally all over the world to get to the hollow earth and then they talk about that's where the reptilians live is in the hollow earth yeah so I'm they, glad I mean, do they have warring powers in the hollow earth do they have do they have people that are you know not so nice and people that are nice that are that are battling with each other in the hollow earth but one thing i think it's important to bring up too uh and and buckley and i were talking about this earlier like can you believe in the hollow earth and believe in the flat earth at the same time right because because admiral bird when he did his interviews because he said yeah i i don't i don't think they i don't think they coincide personally but uh But Admiral Byrd did some interviews after he was retired because he was sworn to secrecy about all of this. Uh, And he was actually, Mm. during High Jump, he said, hey, listen, they got craft they can fly from pole to pole in a matter of minutes, right? But during his interviews, and I watched a few of them, he's, he's had some very cryptic things that he was saying. Like he was saying, the land's beyond the poles. Yeah. So I've seen some maps out there that show, you know, the continent. I mean, the continents of the world as we know it, and then you see the ice ring, which some people theorize is, is Antarctica or the ice ring. But on the other side of that, there's actual other continents that we don't know about. I mean, I mean, we don't know about it. I mean, well, we, that, we can't they could, say that that could be what it's ex- We can't say it's not real.
2: That could be what extraterrestrial means, too. More land. That's a flat Earth argument right there. And that
4: is is actually what extraterrestrial means.
2: Right. So So what do you guys think about... So deep underground military bases, dumbs. What if those are like the the gate or like the foyer to the Hollow Earth? You know, like it's like a pit stop before you go full bore into the Hollow Earth. Because they're all over the the place, too. Not weather. Also, I wanted
3: to quickly jump on the whole reptilian thing and and kind of get onto the military base thing as well, this this kind of idea. Because there's these very literal ideas that, you know, there's, you know, giant lizard people crawling around in these cities under the earth. And then there's these more, uh, these more astral kind of psychological ideas that are put forth. Um, There was a book, it was covered on Mysterious Universe recently. Um, but, but the guy claims that the reptilians are astral beings, and they use their powers to create illusions that make them look like these powerful physical beings. But their whole purpose is kind of like trick <laughs> humans, and it's kind of again this biblical kind of interpretation that they're demons and they're deceiving us. And, but these kind of ideas that these, and I think it's it's something that I'm I'm personally planning to look into and explore the idea that these cavernous spaces, for whatever reason, put people in a a altered state of consciousness that allows them to see other realms. And it's the same kind of uh, effect that occurs when someone sees a UFO, it puts them in this kind of psychedelic state where they see these other realms, and there are a variety of physical you know, they're not necessarily 100% physical as, you know, my desk is right now and this, this beer can is right here and all that. But they're, they're physical to a, a certain degree. The same thing that happens when you, you see a UFO seems to happen in these caverns to a, a, a different effect. And that could be psychological or it could be physiological. And this connects into the B theory that uh, Ron and I were talking about on, on Dangerous World. Um, so to get the whole story on that go go check out their thing. Um, but to tie it to the hollow earth the the whole idea is that this this guy, this Russian scientist um, uh, Grunikoff, Victor um, he said that insects and their nests they have this Cse, this cavernous structure effect or this cavity structure effect. And that having these empty cavities in in surfaces and in large surfaces like the earth create this unique electromagnetic field that he said causes uh these bizarre illusions uh these ufo style illusions these poltergeist effects all these things he says were caused by this strange electromagnetic effect and again it's these it's this barrier where that the phenomenon seems to touch our consciousness and our psychology in a weird way so when we talk about these hollow earth and these cities and things i think yeah there's these realities and that for whatever reason being in a a confined space and it's not whatever reason if you're in one of those spaces you're in a different like it you're you're thinking differently than you normally would float if you're under the ground right it's a it's a weird place to be it's you're out of your human element you're not necessarily scared or intimidated but it's just something in your your chimpanzee brain that that's like mm, this is this is weird do you and think that would uh, the same effect
2: do you think that would explain some that, of the stuff at a skinwalker ranch like maybe that's an entrance to hollow earth and that's why all that weird shit happens all the time cuz they're kind of escaping it would
3: be, it would be very interesting to see how, how close that is to empty mine shafts, caverns, um, and possibly military bases. So if you have a military base that's under the ground, and if Bob Lazar's telling the truth, there's a bunch of them out there in the, the Southwest. If you have a cavern like that and it's filled with UFOs, then according to this guy's theory, then a bunch of weird stuff would happen all over the place around that base. Uh, because it's kind of like a, uh, a funneling effect to whatever the weird effect is that create that gives lift to the UFOs um, and his he claimed to have built his own kind of personal UFO using the parts of insects that he found this anti-gravity <laughs> chamber in insects what the fuck? and he built a platform that could fly basically out of insect parts and It's this this kind of insane theory, but he said he guesses that UFOs seen on Earth are just other variations of this craft. Because even though he was just standing on a platform, people on the ground would look up and see him as a ball of light or as a flying disc. It was kind of uh, a triangle or a square. They would see him as the yeah, like they didn't see him. (laughs) didn't see him at all
4: right they saw they saw what
3: what their brain picked up and
4: said oh no you don't see this dude flying around on this platform you see a you know you see an orb or you see a ufo or you see something that's not there that's very Mm -hmm. interesting because that that, because that because that i mean that makes you think okay if you see a ufo uh what it what actually are you seeing right i I mean your brain's letting Mm -hmm. you see it's a ufo but it might not be a ufo i don't know that's just kind of odd so the whole Pravdinikov thing is a really cool subject.
3: Absolutely, uh, yeah. anyone, please look into it. The more people look at it, the more we can we can uncover this stuff. I'm finding more clips, and people are sending me more stuff about it every day. So it's a a great subject to look into. Uh, but when you think about the Skinwalker Ranch thing and how you know Robert Bigelow bought it. How he's the aerospace guy. Maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he knows that underneath there, there's a. a you think? Why the UFOs? fuck
0: else would he buy exactly. it? Honestly, That's like exactly there's right. no he, other reason. He, the guy explained he knows his the story. Working on UFOs, I, and the, they, the they literally side described are happening. every single thing that could possibly happen that was paranormal happened. To that family like they definitely and they didn't even want to fucking talk about it. They were like, we denied it for a long time, but we'll tell our story. Just change our name. So then someone came in and bought it and they're like, we want to know. They believed them enough that they bought that. Like that was that believable and that credible. So that entire story is scary as fuck because it's probably for real true.
4: Well, I think there was definitely a reason. There was definitely a reason Bigelow bought that. Uh, i mean because he yeah. heard of the legends and the stories because that whole skinwalker ranch i mean that's that's nothing new that's stuff crazy mm-hmm. stuff's been going on there forever but bigelow has since sold it uh and i'm not sure mm-hmm. who owns it now i'm surprised the u.s government doesn't own it
2: i was gonna uh, say they probably do
4: stuff goes on there and it could be a could I, be a portal to them a portal. tom delong
3: <laughs> might own it i think tom delong um, well him and bigelow are tied in pretty it. tight I think I think Tom DeLong has it. I'm not sure about that. Someone could double check that on me in the future. Send me a message. But I think, <laughs> yeah, it traded hands. Um, but you know, it it seems to line up with this whole this whole CSE theory, um, because uh Vergini- Gerbinikov said that like his insect samples, because he was an entomologist, he was an insect scientist. But he said when he would fly his little UFO craft that his samples would disappear, Um, holes would appear in his test tubes, like perfectly circular holes. Um, They, sometimes the insects he would take were adults and he would get to his destination and they were larvae. They had de-evolved, like they went back in time. Uh, And all these kind of weird effects that are, um, you know, just exactly what you hear from from these paranormal encounters with ufos um with poltergeist activity with um and you know through my research with psychedelics it's it's again your mind processing these kind of impossible space timing bending effects comes off in a a psychedelic manner and that's kind of this this explanation this kind of viewpoint that people are are giving
2: interesting Hmm. Ron, you just cheers me. What are you drinking there?
4: Uh, That is some uh, homemade dandelion wine. What? It's
0: quite sweet. Nice. Yeah,
4: dandelion wine. Our family is famous for that in this town. We make dandelion wine. This batch here is probably 10 years old.
2: Whoa. I didn't know you could make wine out of weeds. That's awesome.
4: Yeah, use the buds, actually. The yellow part.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have to separate the bud from
4: anything green or it makes it bitter
2: interesting
4: does it get you no trashed shit. oh it has a paralyzing effect <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hell,
1: like, yeah, that's like, Sign
3: uh, yeah you know? we need to learn uh, how, how to make to some of that send some some us the research. recipe well <laughs> if we
1: just call that uh moonshine <laughs>
4: uh yeah i guess you know it's not really liquor it's wine right but i mean it's, right. uh, it's it, it
3: ranks right up there
2: well if ron stops right, ron, talking stops talking mid-sentence experiment. you know why
3: me and you we're gonna get into a cave Pitch black, and we're gonna just drink as much as that of that as we can, and see if we can't get in contact with the. Oh, uh, dude, when I was
4: a kid, I used to to drink this stuff to wake up on my mom's front lawn.
3: There you go. Strap some GoPros to us and just let us go. Yeah, 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 that would
2: be fun. Well, you guys, we're gonna probably close it off here pretty soon. We got a, a a house full of kids, and it's my son's birthday tomorrow, so we're gonna do some present opening and all that shit but uh, you guys got any closing comments on the hollow earth
4: oh nothing it's just Uh, it's a great subject I mean I mean we should come on and do some more shows on it I mean and I'm sorry I was late tonight we kind of have some things going on But, uh, but one of my favorite subjects the hollow earth for sure
2: yeah, and because, as, like, as as most of these topics, uh, people can do their own, you know, delving into all that stuff. I definitely recommend the Admiral Bird Admiral story. It's interesting, if nothing else, it's a really good story.
3: What, what yeah, was well, the was operation called? The story
4: about operation these, Jump? Were they Swedes? High jump. High jump. There was these Swedes that were uh, in the eighteen hundreds that were fishermen, and they went uh, fishing and they kept going and they ended up past these icebergs they kind of went through all these icebergs and they ended up in a lush tropical zone uh and then they came back and, and the guys telling the story and they ended up putting them in a the house because <laughs> they said oh no you're, you're crazy so and it's all of something you know i wish I, I could have been better prepared tonight but uh but i wanted to emphasize the admiral bird stuff that's the stuff that really interests me because it's tied in with nazi technology
3: well, yeah, then I'll hard. emphasize the, the Shaver mystery and uh, for, for people to look for the hollow earth in their um, their backyards. Uh, there's all kinds of weird connections the digger you deep uh, to the, the deeper you <laughs> dig. <laughs> I like it better um, the other way. <laughs> but if you, you look into that, you can find those, those kind of legends uh, around you and, uh, you know, go ahead, go out there, try to interact with them. Um, there's this this kind of legend that, you know, the, the Hollow Earth, um, many times there's these warnings to researchers to, to not go into it, don't look into it. And again, the, the, the thing you find most about the Hollow Earth is it sits on this weird boundary of reality. So I think the, the more people looking into it and, and you know, considering it and, and doing research into it, leads to, to more accurate information. And uh, hopefully we can get uh, uh, some answers to, to why this is such a mystery. Well, I think one uh, thing that's interesting to
4: say is that, that the deepest hole that was ever drilled on in the world was in Russia and it went eight miles. That's it. And then they're saying that they got there and the drill bits wouldn't cut anymore. What's on the other side of that? Right? That that's a huge mystery. I mean, eight miles. I mean, eight miles is a long time. Drive it's eight miles down the road takes you a while to do it, right? But that's as far as anybody's ever been able to drill. Something has got to be under there, and and I don't know. I I believe the Hollow Earth is is a, is a is a real theory. I, I mean, yeah, obviously it's a theory, but I'm saying, I mean, it's definitely plausible. I mean, I mean, anything I, I, after the shit we've gone through in the last year here, I think anything is possible. And that, no that this one
2: actually makes a lot more sense to me than the flat Earth one. At least the way that we had David Weiss on, and he was a cool guy. But the way he described it, it was just kind of like, yeah, pretty dogmatic about it. Almost like someone trying to describe to you how real Jesus is and how much he will save you from your sins. And I'm just like, it could be, but you know, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm.
1: and I just did the math. I just did the math on it. Uh, eight miles in is just farther than your standard uh, commercial aircraft will fly above the earth usually they fly anywhere between 37 and 40,000 uh, feet high and eight miles in would be 42,000 feet below so I mean it
2: seems yeah. like we have uh, ex- obstacles in both directions <laughs> that's
1: an excessive <laughs> amount of space right again.
3: Now. For, for people who are on the skeptical end and who don't want to think about a, a, a basketball earth or things like that, think about all the sewer tunnels and dungeons and basements and yep. underground secret passageways humans build and all the underground military bases because whether or not you want to believe those are real. I mean, the Nazis were building them. They had bunkers everywhere, and that was 100 years ago. We're building much larger ones, crazier ones. You know, like Denver Airport. Denver Airport. That's another one. They say that. You
4: know, that's just a big underground cavern and they just built yeah. an airport on top of it. There's too.
3: dungeons and caves and, and those things in every part of the world. And if you look into them, they're all connected to weird, crazy, creepy stories. And it's it, it it's an uphill fight to find out which one of those uh, are, you know, carry the nuggets of truth and which ones are, are just, you know, insane ramblings yeah, well, uh, yeah Chaz, where, what about the job <laughs> what about yep. what about the
4: underground city they discovered by accident in turkey this guy was doing uh this guy was doing renovations on his house and then he come into yep. this tunnel knocked
3: in a wall and it's yeah he uh, knocked out a miles wall, of is,
4: tunnels and they yep. said there was enough room down there for a hundred thousand people to live underground
1: holy shit! They well, said
4: it was damn. to escape some type of cataclysm right well i hope it wasn't the flood because that would have filled that right up and drowned them all <laughs> but i mean it's it's amazing i mean i've watched several shows about it and it's like i mean they was set up they had fireplaces they had places for their animals and do and you remember what they it's named that hundred thousand people underground
1: i'm sorry ben uh do you know what the name of that was or the program that featured it or anything like that oh it was on
4: it, yeah it was on ancient aliens okay
1: all right yeah, yeah it was on oh, ancient,
4: aliens. Plug
3: ancient aliens it's <laughs> all alien. right it's so, a good it, show. It, no. it was it is it at a good the show. the end of every show. If you're into any of this like stuff, George you'll Hill. love that show. I it's like great. Until they have me on. Well, I'm I love my, his hair. My, my love for the wanting Don Don to see King that. Look at his hair.
1: My love for wanting to see that is because it crosses into um, archaeology, which in my opinion is already super interesting. So the idea of oh, yeah. finding larger civilizations or remnants of civilizations like that, at you know, I I, what would literally be the largest archaeological dig site that somebody could find is very interesting to me. Uh, but hey, thanks for ha- coming on, guys. We appreciate it, talking to us about this.
2: Yeah, we can delve uh, deeper into some, you know, more of this. Maybe there, I can Google it or something. We can get Ron, more come information. come prepared on
1: time. That's how I knew that.
0: I know. I'm like, Catch up a little more this on this it. fine, man. <laughs>
2: Anyway, thanks, you guys. We'll uh, talk to you soon.